to DaggerCast. Thank you for listening and or watching, however however you're uh, filling your ears or eyes with this. Um, I'm Lindsay Charles, your host. Um, what, front woman, mother, human being, person. Uh, I am currently <laughs> unwashed and in my work from home attire uh, and just you know, trying to press on through them holidays, um, having, uh, being closer to family, uh, being in the Midwest and having a three-year-old, uh, the holidays are, uh, uh, parts of the holidays are not under my control. Um, it seems, um, my kid is, uh, really into pink, really into Paw Patrol, really into unicorns right now. Um, can't wait to get her into horror someday. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know the the regular things is uh you know this is a dagger cast a podcast about uh cultural um racial representation and horror different flavors of horror how horror builds us makes us um uh reveals us uh and um if you ever want to send me an email or drop me a line please find us on all the socials and uh you can always email us at daggercastinfo at gmail.com um this uh this episode's pretty good i think it really ties into uh, the holidays honestly um i have a wonderful conversation with uh babes with blades artistic director Haley rice um uh, an amazing person i'm very happy to know her and really happy she wanted to sit and talk to us uh, her favorite flavor of horror um as you will see in the episode is folk horror which i feel like is very fitting for the holiday season um everyone is celebrating the holidays uh they're celebrating different kinds of holidays christmas hanukkah kwanzaa all of the holidays um also uh within those everyone is doing their own special traditions their own special rituals and uh you know even for a a a pretty uh, devout atheist like myself. I have my own little uh, things I like to do. Um, my family is German. Uh, some of it, <laughs> I am biracial. Um, uh, some of my family is German, so I really love an advent calendar. Uh, I have my own that I've built and made, and I put stuff in and make little drawings and stuff. Um, I have other friends that, you know, have their own weird traditions, and uh, I feel like the foundation for folk horror in general are is the lore and the traditions that we share among each other that we talk about among each other uh so it's kind of kind of very fitting um so yeah here's the episode i don't really have anything else much to say other than have a great holiday whatever wicked traditions and rituals that you practice with your family i hope they're all great and go off without a hitch and summon whatever beast you're looking to summon <laughs> and um yeah have a good one here's the episode <laughs> thank you so much for being here thanks for having me for being there at your home but but here with me spiritually spiritually virtually, yeah. virtually <laughs> um yeah I, I very much appreciate it um i'm sorry i was thinking of another one but it, the next one that was coming out was sexually and i was like no no that's not how she is <laughs> what am I, I mean we'll see where the evening takes us i don't know <laughs> Put a, put a couple mother or a couple of these in me. I don't, what am I even drinking? I'm drinking like a cream soda with bourbon in it. Oh my gosh. It's Tuesday. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. Um, I really, uh, I've been wanting to talk to you only because <laughs> I see you so much at, at shows. Um, and, and this is kind of just backstory for no one else but us, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> we see you at every prf barbecue and there is so much to see and listen to it is very loud i never get to like come over and be like hello how are you um because there's just so much fucking going on all the time and there's all those just so many people to hug um that uh i don't know but it is cool to see you at at shows but i also am like man she does so much other stuff like i want to like 
talk and hang out. And I just, I literally, when I suggested uh, to Jared to contact you, I said, she's got to be into horror. I don't know. (laughs) I can only imagine. (laughs) You were wrong. You were wrong. (laughs) So I was just like, uh, ask her if she wants to hang. (laughs) But I'm glad. I'm glad at least I was, I was, I was keen on something. Um, but you, uh, in your, in your email back to us, you mentioned that you were very into, like, not really necessarily into all genres of horror, but that folk horror really spoke out to you. And I guess I just wanted to kind of know, like, why? And a lot of, like, one of the, my favorite first questions is always, you know, what drew you to horror originally? Like, um, so I would like to know that. Yeah, that's kind of a weird, like, journey, because, like, I was, I know it's like weird to call a six-year-old like chicken shit, but like I was like scared of everything as a kid, like everything. Like I was really like sensitive and like little things. Like there was an episode of like um, Night Court that like gave me nightmares. <laughs> like I, Whoa. A, a bull got his hands stuck on his head with super glue at the end. He tore him off and then he came out with these weird long hands. And I was like, no, it's like body horror, but I didn't know what that was. I was just like, his hands are wrong. <laughs> my local video store had um you know a bunch of like cardboard stand-ups of different movies and one of them was of freddy krueger because i am you know of an age um and uh i was like four or five and i saw it i didn't know anything about these movies i just saw the face and i freaked out and i had nightmares about him for a decade (laughs) until um uh and this is well, it's a horror movie podcast. Why am I worried about being graphic? Uh, I murdered him and skinned him in my sleep one night, and I never had a nightmare again. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. That's and crazy. Then, yes, yeah. keep going. Well, and then uh, a few years later, I finally watched one of the, like, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, which is when I discovered it comes to you in your dreams. So that's <laughs> when I knew that horror movies were not as scary as I had built them up in my head, and that they also were fun and campy and i liked the big personalities you got in them and the ridiculous artistic choices you can make in a horror movie that apparently in any other genre it's like that's too much and in horror movies it's like yes that's okay <laughs> you have permission yeah oh my gosh there's oh wow this is <laughs> there's <crazy>. a lot there <laughs> that's so cool though because yeah it's like almost like you you had no idea who Freddy Krueger was until you realized that's so, and it's so funny because we always talk kind of about how Freddy Krueger is never going to get a resurgence. Like he's never going to get like a reboot because everyone is like, my dreams suck. Everything is bad anyway. Like Freddy Krueger can't do anything in my dreams that isn't already happening around me. Like this just, you know, things just suck. What are you going to do? Destroy the economy? yeah exactly like what like that's it um it's also kind of oh man um I also liked the fact that you skinned him like like this is crazy because that's like what they tell you to do like if you have like 10 years of, of bad dreams about something specific like any lucid dreamer will tell you like go back and you know be more conscious of of you being in a dream and then try to continue like you know try to try to do something back to them so that's like wild that you kind of like already did it and then the dream stopped did you did somebody tell you to do that or did you just kind of do it in your dream and you were like he's gone it is the coolest intuitive thing i've ever done in my life waking or sleeping (laughs) that is awesome holy shit yeah that's that's like literally like I've I've seen I've like listened to so many podcasts about like you know going back into your dream and like you know confronting whatever is attacking you if they are if if they are if it's a constant thing that's hilarious for ten years ten years damn yeah it's yeah. just so funny because it's like he's such a he's such a punchline now like it, that's yeah. that's so funny and again you see it and especially the later ones he's so like goofy because they let robert england get so much like personality in there and mm-hmm. run with it that you know his goofy puns like, like yeah 
And like my parents used to try to calm me down because they were like, my parents were also in theater. Like I come from like a theater family. They're like, honey, he's an actor. You know actors. We know people who have met him. We hear he's a lovely man, which I found out they weren't making that up. He actually is. (laughs) Yeah, he's lovely. Um, But I I just, I couldn't, uh, even though I knew I didn't like. (laughs) Interesting. Wow. So then um, kind of what what drew you then to like folk horror? Because I, I mean, I would, technically you could consider, I mean, I don't know, to me, like folklore in general is kind of like a broad thing. So it's like, sure, like an old story about an old guy that haunts your dreams is kind of a, it's like nothing we can control. Like, to me, that's kind of what folk horror is. It's like just these old rules Mm -hmm. that exist. And it's like the people who just choose to not believe them or not follow them get caught in them. Um, so I guess like, I don't know, you, I, I think that someone on the internet could make a case. I don't want to do it. Um, to have (laughs) Freddie be like, uh, you know, cause there was a song they wrote, they had a song about him. So it's like, that's, I mean, that's, that's already folklore right there. So yeah. Well, it's like, where, where is it folklore and where, what's the difference between like folklore and urban legend, you know, exactly. like in the suburbs and is one like older than that? And when does it get old enough to become, instead of an urban legend, folklore? Yeah. Or like, you know, the thing that happened to Freddie, like, did that happen because of Indian burial grounds, like <laughs> under the school? Like it <laughs> could have been that, who knows? Yeah. Stephen King would have said it's possible. Well, I mean, like, you make a good point because, like, a lot of the, like, folk horror movies are, like, fear of what's underneath the surface of a civilized society or right mm-hmm. outside the corner of a civilized society, you know? Yeah, and so, absolutely. Like, and he was kind of, he yeah. was created basically by, like, a bunch of people murdering him, right? Because mm-hmm. he was killing kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Killing or molesting. They're always very vague about, yeah. like, what Freddie did and it, changes from movie to movie yeah um yeah yeah i got i mean again yeah to me that's a very loose that's a loose loose translation if if we're somebody would be like "Mm, i don't know about that so like what um what yeah what kind of drew you to like the because you i mean you you brought up what's possibly the best folk horror movie ever which is wicker man um the old one not the neil labute oh fuck that dude Dude, oh, fuck God. that dude. Um, and also when you said fuck Neil Labute, I was like, no, he didn't. Oh my God. He directed and wrote it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, no wonder like Nick Cage was just punching women in the face. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's always really subtle about his opinion on women as human beings. It's real right? under the surface, but I think if you look close. <laughs> I can just picture like we 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 quote Wicker Man Nick Cage all the time. Like whenever, like how did it get burned? How did it get burned? How did it, like when he's just, like yelling at a woman, like how did it get burned? Like over and over, and then there's like yeah, when he's like killing me, he's not gonna fix your goddamn honey, and he's just like screaming about the bees. Like it is so masculine, and to me, like Wicker Man, the old like the old Wicker Man is so feminine and like like subtle and emotional, and I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, please tell me. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I was raised acidly Catholic. Um, uh, you know, yeah, like, so there's partially that. So there's, like, a, a familiarity with very old kind of ritual stuff, but then also, like, God, how do I put this in a way that isn't cliched? I was kind of raised Catholic, and then, like, I was, like, a middle schooler in the 90s, so then I saw the craft. So then I became, like, like, a Wiccan for a month. Like not, and that's not flippant to anybody who is observant. That's just my journey of like being a goth kid in the nineties. I feel like yeah. that's a very common story. Well, um, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like if you're if you're young and you don't really kind of know like yeah what what's out there. I think putting on and, and again, I think horror is perfect for this. But it's just like putting on a costume because it's a it's a horror movie. So you're kind of like putting on a costume and trying something else out. And to me, yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, the craft was definitely, like, my awakening of, like, oh, like, there are other things out there, and things could be dangerous, and also, I, they're all so hot, like, they're, they all look so good. I've never wanted to wear a pleated skirt in my life, but now, 
it's all I want to do. It, it was like Clueless didn't do it for me, but this did. Yes, those were the knee socks I wanted, not those knee socks. Like exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those, I was a kid who was really into mythology growing up. Like I love mm. like reading about that kind of thing. And then also I was a Girl Scout. Um, like, And I went to a Girl Scout camp up in the deep, dark woods of Wisconsin a bunch of years. Wow. So, like all of that kind of combined into this. You can say no, and that's like a per to me, that's like a perfect map. It's like I can follow that map. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Um, and it's like I think what I like about what I like about full core in general is um I I mean, I would currently consider myself just like a massive atheist. So like I don't believe in anything other than what I'm looking at or other than what I know will happen, which is just like, we die. It's cool. Um, but when someone is like, like, like the movie frailty, not a folk horror movie. I don't think. Um, no. Yeah. But like, but it has that like weird energy of like isolation. Mm -hmm. So I'm, We're I'm in the woods. To... Yeah. Got to be back in nature because uh, that's the only way, I guess, that God can speak to you with mm -hmm. without the noise of the city. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it's very interesting, but like movies like that scare the shit out of me because it's like, but what if you're wrong about all of it? What if this thing is correct? Like mm -hmm. Hereditary scared the shit out of me. Like when she goes into the bathroom and starts reading the words that the lady is like telling her to read so that she can like see her daughter again. Like I was immediately just like, man, if this works, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. And at the end, it was like Ari Aster didn't want anything left to like anything left to just your imagination. It was like, oh, no, 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 it worked and and this is how they did it this is exactly how it was it like they mapped the whole process out to you and it's terrifying and it works like and literally I like oh sorry i'm sorry it was fine no. <laughs> it was like i just like a demon comes into a person and that's that was the end goal and it and it happened like whenever movies do that to me i'm very like it's almost like I can, people always say like, oh, it's the atheism leaving the body. That's like the the meme where it's like, oh, somebody freaking out on a plane, the atheism is leaving their body. And I'm like, oh, geez. Like, as if it's like a, like a tapeworm or a, or a, or an illness or something, which I just hate. But like, it's true. Like whenever somebody fucks with like that kind of like, oh, hey, but what if it's not this? What if what if these holy rollers are correct? What if these demon worshipers are correct? Like, what if the people who are worshiping the land to make sure that they're, uh, to make sure their crops work, like, what if they're right? Like, it's just, um, it's really cool. Like, I don't know, whenever something imagine like imaginary comes real, like, to me, that is very scary to, like, a person who is just kind of like, no, nah, I'm not very spiritual or no. Nah, not or someone who is horrible and mean and terrible um like uh like i'm thinking of like uh there was a guatemalan movie called la girona that one about the crying lady mm -hmm. there was like three movies but the guatemalan one had it perfect and it is it is amazing how it, it basically was just like this you know high-ranking guatemalan family very rich a, a like a, a a servant comes to their house and she is like the spirit of la girona and like destroys their destroys his family and it's like everyone thinks that's not a real thing but what if it is what if it is and what if it comes for you like ah! like it was and and they made it very like i don't know for me like full core needs to be not subtle or it's like i don't know it needs to be not subtle so that it so that you're like looking at it and you're like holy shit it's real yeah i think that's yeah i think i'm kind of tired of like is it real what do you think audience stuff like i don't i, I can work but i feel like nine times out of ten you can tell if the director hasn't made a decision mm -hmm. in those kinds of movies and it's a cop-out it does yeah. work sometimes you know? like even uh like someone as brilliant as fucking chris christopher nolan at the end of inception 
Like that made me so mad. I was like, really? You're not going to tell me whether this is a dream or not? You've literally been playing with me this whole time and you're just you're just going to leave it open-ended? And he's like, yeah. And it's just like, shut up, dude. Like, He didn't know. He didn't know. Yeah. He didn't make a decision and he, he left it on your plate because he didn't feel like it. Yeah, and yeah, sometimes his endings aren't all that great. I mean, the prestige was great because it was like, you knew the ending. It was right there. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Like, yeah. like, yeah, I think, um, and, and maybe like, yeah, if you're like an art, you know, if you're like a high, I don't know, a high grossing director, maybe you have a little bit more leeway than in horror. But I feel like, yeah, whenever horror starts to get like cerebral or like too thinky, then I'm just like, nah. I think like sometimes what happens in those like really like what they call like high end or like what are like you know prestige horror or whatever Mm -hmm. it feels like it's apologetic like they're embarrassed that they're a horror movie and i'm like Uh. you have nothing to apologize for and the big choices are why i like horror absolutely like i don't i've seen subtlety subtlety's nice and fun and lovely but that's not what i enjoy in this genre or a lot of genres honestly like because I feel like half the time it's not subtlety, it's apologetic. They're embarrassed about this thing that they want to make, but they think it's too much. So they're pulling back to make it respectful. Yeah. Or they're thinking like, you know, is this too ham-fisted? And sometimes it's like, it's a horror. Like, yeah, let it, let it be definitive. Let it, you know, just let it, let it be. Like even like, um, like I loved The Witch, like uh, <laughs> Robert Eggers' The Witch. That didn't leave anything to mis- mystery yeah it left mysterious aspects like you didn't really get to see the witch much Mm -hmm. because you know it was a witch it was supposed to be like this other thing that like you know you were seeing the family a lot but then you only kind of sort of saw bits of the witch like when she was old when she was young like super like really interesting and then even the women at the fire at the end were very like just bodies Mm -hmm. um and and that was amazing i don't know it just it's it's like aspects of it can be mysterious obviously but like we don't yeah yeah, i i want to know like you know sometimes i want to know what's happening at the end um oh yeah oh so um what i i was i I went through a lot of folk horror lists and i saw a couple movies that were there all the time and some that really surprised me. Like obviously you had um you had The Wicker Man was always usually number one. And if it wasn't number one, that was I was like, I don't know about you list. Um mm-hmm. some people included hereditary, which I thought was very interesting. Um, because I don't necessarily consider it like folk horror. It's more of like a family ghosty thing, or not even ghosty thing, but like a demon thing. And it feels steeped in christian like lore and you know like christian versions of like demonology sure yeah yeah like folklore it's got to be outside of that like you know that that you know western christian definition of like good and like not good and evil well maybe good and evil but also like what the bad guy is has to i think kind of exist outside like with the wicker man they're dealing with like pagan stuff and the the bad guy might not even be a bad guy it's just a differing belief from outside of like what is normal in society religiously or spiritually yeah. or whatever. and it's almost like he's a mark you know it's like they they pretty much picked him from the very beginning and this so it kind of makes sense in the set in a way because it's like in hereditary this family was picked from the beginning to me it's mm-hmm. a very it's almost like a it's like obviously like the demons that exist that we that they that they bring up or that they use yeah. uh, even in wicker man like just the 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 spirits they're using have always existed yeah we have just man has found a way to make it work for them and so yeah. it's like to me hereditary was almost like hey we read this old book but we're also old white people and we got to find a way to make it work high five like let's <laughs> let's get this lady's head off like let's you know like it's just very like interesting to me like how yeah it does seem kind of very like steeped in some kind of weird like ritual and tradition which i guess is kind of folksy 
but it is not wild like there's we're missing that like wild edge um but also what they brought up which i thought was crazy one of my favorite movies that i don't even know if i consider it horror eve's bayou i buy that yeah because there's something out like it's it's in the nature that they access through yeah it's like she knows knows what's going to happen they have visions and so it's kind of like you know uh there is a lot of like connection to uh you know like the 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 setting was so important Mm -hmm. so it was very like you know it wasn't a forest it wasn't like uh you know finland or whatever but it was like you know it was so like the bayou and the and the environment was so important um for that entire movie apparently it's one of the most successful independent movies ever <laughs> which i think oh. is crazy i didn't know it was an independent movie but like i mean it was in the 90s but i remember that movie like rocking my world like i was scared um and of course there was like a lot of family drama which there always will be but i really i really appreciated like the supernaturalness of it um definitely like yeah i thought for the fact that that was like on most people's folk horror lists really like, blew my mind and it really like it was like hey don't forget this one and i'm like what ah. um what i mentioned la girona is there um men yeah that i haven't seen that yet but i saw the trailer i was like this yeah yeah this this looks like somebody who watched like the wicker man it was like well what can i do about a creepy town also it's 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 um it's a guy I forget the the director's name but it's a guy and his stuff is always really mind bendy weird mm-hmm. and, it, and and I would be interested to see what you think at the end if you think like what the fuck or if you're like oh yeah like it's all happening I haven't yeah. gotten spoiled on it but I do know that the reactions I've seen <laughs> from people who have seen it have been like oh fuck you or oh that was great like and there's been no in between yeah um, it is exactly like i feel like we i feel like i was in the middle i feel like i was i was i immediately was like on my phone being like what are you trying to say here bro like which <laughs> already is to me like a bad sign um but i thought it was again it is very like you don't know what entity is is here but you know that it is it is in the earth like you know that it is where they are like uh and has something to do with what's around them i don't know very interesting um and then what else oh yeah the lighthouse was on there which is for me it, like dave Egger, like dave robert eggers is that eggers yeah, yeah, call him eggers um he like for the, me the witch left nothing on the table i was very mm-hmm. satisfied whereas the lighthouse i was like dude what like what's happening i think my favorite new thing lately is um people have been using the lighthouse of him like going to the light but they've changed the lighting to red and blue and they've been like when i finally get into that walgreens room like with the neon (laughs) sign it's just him like (laughs) and i'm like that's whoever thought of that like was in my brain like i've always been like how do you get in that room where only the neon sign is and the window like my my spouse and I watched that like like a few months into the pandemic, which was either a great or a terrible idea. So I know we got something different out of it than everybody who saw it before the world shut down. And like we spent the next week like wandering around the house, like whispering, "You like my lobster, don't you?" Like it was like it felt infinitely applicable and quotable in that time and place. Um, I think I've, I think I've like under my breath said like, why did you spill your beans? Like all the time. Um, it is just so <laughs> quotable. Um, and it is like seeing two dudes like do a thing that I was honestly like, was Willem Dafoe like King Triton? Like, I don't understand what was going on. Like that one, I feel like, so that one, which is ambiguous, I would say throughout though and like i feel like that was like gosh i I do feel like eggers did know and then just kind of gave a wash of the impression he had of this story inside it was like this is very like (laughs) like kate bush or like tori amos were like they know what this song's about but you're you'll never know 
you'll never know but they know and you know they know (laughs) and that's great too i get you know like i there there are plenty of 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 different things i watch uh like my favorite anime is evangelion i'll never fully understand that but i don't care because there's just too much going on (laughs) whereas this like i almost think that eggers like kind of watched willem dafoe and robert pattinson like act together and was like you know i don't even care do your yeah (laughs) just go have fun go do your thing like go dafoe like go do your go 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 dafoe it's so silly but i'm like it's probably true he probably was like nah i'll add something at the end that makes it weird (laughs) throw in some mermaid tits i don't know we'll go beat the seagull up i whatever (laughs) we'll figure it out um Another movie that I haven't seen either, but I'm sending it, I'm sending it to you as a recommendation. Um, there is a movie, I think it's on Shudder. It's called The Wailing. Um, it's been on every, it was on everyone's full core list. Um, it's a South Korean film. Oh, um, okay. And I've seen the trailer and it looks good, but like, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. But everyone is like, this is surprisingly good. Um, and very like, there is something <laughs> in the in these rural areas uh that that is going on and so there's that um have you seen a dark song no okay that one's also a really um i again this these are ones i haven't seen but i've seen the trailer and i've been like ooh um from what i can see in the trailer like a woman is basically like paying a guy to like perform a ritual to like be able to either see a lost one or something specific and then they of course get caught in it like oops <laughs> oops we're caught in it and oops. we're in this we're in this abandoned house oops like um so that was a good one um also one that uh again the i feel like the 90s was rife with full core the, the mm-hmm. Blair Witch project that yeah but i almost feel like i mean like there but like yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get so absorbed in the found footage aspect of it because it was like the first found footage and everybody's up their butt about being the first found footage and whatever, and it made people like nauseous watching it. And mm-hmm. no, that is, that's all about people researching a story. Yeah, and it's like, you know, there's this Blair Witch and no one really has like, everyone just kind of has snippets of the of the story. Yeah. But we don't really get all of it until we see these kids just get tormented in the woods yeah. um also uh my my husband watched the uh he watched ryan watched or he played the game he played like the blair witch game and it was absolutely terrifying like it was it was stupid terrifying i was like why is this so scary i don't like why i don't like that you're doing this like it was <laughs> really fucking scary and very still like still like folk like still very folk horror in the sense mm-hmm. where he was like basically like it was like somebody coming to these woods with their own demons their own problems and basically the woods having their way with him like and it's just it was crazy the stuff that because it was a video game it was like oh no do you do you, it's so it was so dark that we were like is what is that in the back oh shit like it was very <laughs> like so scary um but still, like, when I walk into, like, a, an old cabin, like, we just were at a state park, and I, like, immediately saw, like, a weird house and was like, Ryan, um, I'm already going to ask you before you go in there, please don't put your nose in a corner, please, because <laughs> I will fucking lose my mind. And that was the first thing he did. And I was like, God, like, I just, like, can't even, I can't even do it. Like, if somebody were in my basement with their nose in the corner, I, I would be like, I can't, I, I'm, I've, I've shit myself, like... <laughs> Can't, yeah. can't go no i was uh i was at the camp out event of the the prf camp out and nice. they got there that are like concrete and there's not even a corner because they're round and i'm like no no <laughs> i don't like the vibe there, there's like a random gravestone in the middle of the camp yard too so oh my god yeah you know, no i'm like oh no okay <laughs> i wanted to go i wanted i wanted to go so bad to that to the camp out but i did not um yeah. I think we just were it was like how it was like end of September so I was very like yeah 
but Halloween and also like I don't know then October was a shit show and I really should have gone to like stave off the pain of 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 what October has been um all right uh oh, oh yeah but did you ever hear this theory about like maybe this is obvious cause I haven't seen it since the 90s like that they go back in time what yes so I saw that oh god I saw this on TikTok but Yay. um yeah um but yeah, that basically the entire movie, they're not in the 90s. They're in whatever time the Blair Witch is around. That's oh. why they're so lost because the topography is completely different. And that's why it's underneath the building is they got sucked through a time hole. Oh, shit. That's, I mean, again, like, I don't even know if I, like, would it, would it, would it have been a better movie had I known that? I no. don't know no like no i don't know maybe yeah i don't know i just know that like when I, I watched it with my mom in a theater and that night she told me i had to sleep in her bed <laughs> it's like the first time she had asked me to do that like i mean i would ask to do that when i was a kid but it was the first time she asked and it was hilarious she was like i can't i i can't go to bed if if i'm not if i'm alone i can't and we did slept butt to butt like <laughs> Because we were so, the bed was so small. I was like, we're touching bugs. Sorry, my mom will never watch this. Um, <laughs> also, there was a movie uh, that was on all of the all of the list called Apostle that I also have not seen. But apparently they call it an action horror video game version of Wicker Man. It's from the guy who directed Raid and The Raid 2 which were yeah were like those oh, fighting movies no. yeah so apparently it's supposed to be really good but i have put that on my list of things um of things to look at and then um oh my god did did Jared get two minutes he got he gave me a 15 minutes too but whatever um, <laughs> fun well um i think now is a perfect time to switch back to um what you do um i am very uh like i am sad to say that i was not hip or aware of babes with blades when i was in chicago for like you know the time that i wasn't like uh i don't know basan with my own band and uh pregnant and having a kid or whatever all that crap that happened but you guys have been around since the 90s um, which I think is crazy. Um, but I really wanted to kind of shine a light on your theater company that you are the artistic director for. Um, it is, we've had Morgan on the show who will be directing uh, one of the plays this year. Super pumped. But I wanted to just kind of, because I have it written on this little post-it note, your mission statement. And I'm just going to read it so that everyone is aware. Um Ugh. Babes with Blades Theater Company uses stage combat to tell stories that elevate the voices of underrepresented underrepresented communities, Jesus Christ, and dismantle the patriarchy. Through performance, script development, training, and outreach, our ensemble creates theater that explores the wide range of human experience and cultivates broader perspectives in the arts community and in society as a whole. That is such a great great mission statement <laughs> a big old ask um but i think from what i have heard of the the stuff you do and just looking at your past productions you are killing it and um this seems really cool so like tell me more about kind of the theater company um i guess how you got started in it and kind of what's what's coming up yeah um so yeah like you said uh babes of blades started in like 1997 um our founding artistic director don sam alden um who lives out in la now great wonderful woman um basically had stage combat training and no one ever asked her to use it in any shows and she was pissed about it and rightfully so sorry they never asked her to use it except if she was going to be like assaulted in the show you know uh and so she created like basically a night of like vignettes for her and her other friends who had stage combat experience to use it. And it became a hit and they did another version, another version. And they took it to like the Ed, uh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival and stuff. And like after doing like various incarnations of this, like, you know, this 
series of scenes kind of production, they're like, what if we start a theater company? So they took a year, got everything together, which is so smart to think. As the person who had became the artistic director later on, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> they were non for profit, started producing full productions in 2004. Um, I was friends with a lot of the company, Morgan Manasa, Cat Wolf, a lot of the members. Um, and I had been like around them for years. And then I, in 2016, yeah, let's go with that said, hey, I'd love to direct for you because I was studying to direct. I also act. Uh, I directed production of uh, Henry V for them because they do Shakespeare every other year and, and it was originally all female. Um, as you see from the mission statement, we have uh, widened our, uh, our mission statement. So yeah, um, I directed, they brought me on as an ensemble member. Um, and then about a year or two after becoming an ensemble member, the current leadership was stepping back because it's a lot to run a micro-budgeted, non-for-profit theater company storefront kind of thing. <laughs> and, in, in Chicago, no less, where there are, I mean, there is no end to the storefront theaters, you know? And yeah, and there's, yeah. So, uh, so I stepped in and I've been, I just in time for the pandemic, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're still going strong. Um, but yeah, around 2018, yes, I became AD around 2018. And that was when we changed our mission statement. Um, yeah, it's now more like widened to kind of like, you know, like BIPOC. Um, yeah, because it's still stage combat is still mostly cis white dudes. And that sucks. <laughs> yeah i mean it's honestly why i started this podcast because a lot of times we talk about just how like how cis yeah. white horror was and how it's it's really trying to not be uh same with like i mean chicago storefront theaters have been in trouble for a while for a for a long time and this is very like refreshing um i do know that you guys uh did i think you guys used did the, like kind of like like would like a showcasing spot on the fly honey show um was that was that y'all no was that wasn't but i know that was almania uh oh, um, okay yes it was in that yes we had talked about it and we still have we just never got it together but god oh man we should um but yeah like in 2008 i have to give credit because also it's tied into horror um but i directed henry v and they were still identifying as all female mm -hmm. um i had just done a show uh with an actor who had just graduated college um uh, named Theo Germain, who was in They Slash Them last year. Um, uh, the horror movie about the conversion camp. Uh, yeah, with Theo's, Theo's awesome. They, yeah, they're Theo's, in so yeah. much. Oh yeah, no, they're amazing. Um, that was uh, the least classy name drop you will ever hear from me, by the way. But they reached out to me and were like, hey, I, I'm not represented, but I want to be in Shakespeare and play the roles that nobody asked me to do. Would I be welcome there? And I wasn't even ensemble yet. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And when I became AD, this conversation was already happening. And they were like, there's so many people outside of like, you know, of non-binary folks and, and, you know, trans men who also don't get these roles, you know, like half the time when people cast non-binary folks in like Shakespeare, they're asked to be like magical creatures and not human and like that's a weird message and yeah stuff like that. so we realized the problem was wider than just women and so we you know we're doing this thing till we become obsolete yeah <laughs> i mean that's the thing it's like sometimes i say like i'm just going to talk about horror and representation and kind of like different you know just like the different genres that 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 pull away from like whatever the norm of horror was um until people are like why <laughs> what's the point everything is everything is great we are we're so blended it's no problem like uh yeah and i i i honestly like it's 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 very refreshing like i mean i moved to chicago to act and then i just kind of got roped into being in a band that played twice a month for 14 years um so it's like it was kind of funny like i remember and I, I i talked about this on the pod before um that like there was a lot of times where i would be auditioning and i would realize that i was just kind of being considered as an other thing where they would be like oh well i didn't really picture a black woman in this 
And I'm like, put a blonde wig on me. I swear I'll look white if that's what you need. Uh, like, and it would just be so like frustrating. And also maybe I also just didn't get parts because I wasn't good, but whatever. I kind of like did my thing and realized that I was like, nah, everybody's like looking for something specific. But when I read your stuff, like not only are you like looking to make like bold choices in casting like you're doing this next coming year you're doing midsummer night's dream very yeah. excited to see that i'm sure that will be cast in a very different way than it is normally um but then also like you're doing new stuff and you're promoting new writers that will be writing for and i love your you had even like a thing where you're like hey if you're submitting a script um you know let us know what the races are we are not going to assume that they are white um mm -hmm. which i was like that's great like there were so many times where people would be writing and i would say well you know why couldn't we put a, a black person there and they're like oh no that's not for that and i would be like but why you didn't specify you know specify a race like i don't why is white the default yeah like, like why is, yeah exactly it was very weird um so i like that you're not only like keeping your eye on the development of scripts that uh aren't staying like pure white like I, I i really appreciate that um especially like i mean i went to college i went to iu and these questions were being asked like in my playwright classes or in my even like when when things were being cast like people weren't just saying like oh, hey could 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 anybody do this role like why couldn't we put a girl there like why not there's no part yeah. that like really, you know, or it's like, it's an easy fix. Uh, I was just um, reading that uh, the Soul Train Awards changed their, yeah, they changed. Yeah, for Janelle Monae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, what, Lady of Soul? Like that, that was what it was, was called. But then they just changed it because they were like, well, we're going to give it to Janelle Monae and they are not uh, a woman or a man. Nope. And then she like, or they quoted um, uh, the Prince song like the I will die for you where she's like where he's like I'm not a woman I'm not a man <laughs> I'm something that you will never understand it's just like so like like there it is any non-binary person like that's the line right there it's just like everybody just needs to give the program it's so easy yeah soul, soul train could do it and so when I when I saw that I was like this is what horror movies do horror movies can do this before high art movies or oscar award-winning films can do they can they can make these choices mm -hmm. before these other people are like but wait what it what what are the repercussions like the oscars are so scared to do it but soul yeah. train was like fuck it like and to me that's like that's what horror is like horror is like fuck it mm -hmm. like we're gonna make we're gonna we're gonna respect people even though we're slashing them up like yeah yeah at least you see in some ways and you know obviously everything needs work you can see this yeah. weird acceptance of things outside of the norm the norm you know in horror movies because there's it's almost free from expectations in some ways that they can get away i saw a movie um the other day the ending kind of meh but it had some great ideas it was called clear cut this falls under the folk horror. It's got Graham Greene, aka the Native American actor you saw in everything in the 90s. And everything. it's his favorite movie he ever made because it's about um, Native Americans reacting to um, Canadian loggers clear-cutting their land. And Graham Greene shows up and says, let's take things into our own hands. And then you have to wonder if he's actually a man or a trickster spirit Ooh. yeah um and i i watched it going like this is a year after um this is literally a year after dances with wolves which is so steeped in a lot of stereotypes and then you have this which plays with the stereotypes and is a lot more interesting to a native lived experience i would say not speaking from my own experience obviously but you know it seems that's more interesting and complicated than what we got in these Oscar-winning prestige films in the same year. Exactly. In wow. the same year. It blows my mind. Um, yes, because uh, Dances with Wolves won the Oscar in 1990. That was the oh. 1990 move. Um, and then after that was uh, was Silence of the Lambs. 
I know all the Oscar award winning films um by in chronological order. I'm, I'm a That's bit impressive. Of, yeah, it's like the way I calm down. <laughs> I literally was in labor just going like like 1950 all about Eve. Like I was thinking, <laughs> just like like just going like forever and, and until I like it, it, I memory palaced it. It's Evanston, Illinois. Downtown Evanston is where I walk and I go to all the Oscar award winning films. But if I get really like scared or it's like my meditation like trigger. Um wish I could go into my dreams and skin Freddy Krueger, but I'm just It's gonna... a great trick, but I can only do it once apparently. <laughs> You could train yourself, though. I feel like you're, like, uh, you are- Am I a dream warrior? (laughs) She's a dream warrior. (laughs) Dude, I'm crying. That was so good. Oh, man. Well, Haley, I so much appreciate it. I am very excited for the 2024 season of Babes with Blades. Um, it is gonna kick so much ass. I'm going to promote forever and maybe buy a shirt because I saw they were on sale. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. If people want to find more information, I gotta do the plug. Uh like babeswithblades.org, not dot com. Different site. They're fine, just a different tenor of sort of thing than we <laughs> nice. Yeah. We they, we know about each other. They're cool. It's just cheesecake. It's it's very, it's adorable. Um but yes, babeswithblades.org. Uh, you'll find all the information about us. If you want to know about me, it's hayleyrice.com. You can see the other horror shows I kind of directed and like uh, theater companies that are long gone. And yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'm easy to track down. <laughs> you are. You honestly are. Like it is, I feel like you're at all the cool places. I'm always like, there's Haley. It's so easy to spot you. Like you are always dressed so wonderfully. I am... <laughs> So happy to know you. Next time I see you at a show, I will come to you. We're gonna hug. We're gonna we're gonna party. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. And please, if if uh, I don't know, if something good comes out, or maybe we can even do our homework and watch all these full core movies, and you can come back and we can talk about them. Cool. Like yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I really had a good time. <laughs> thank you so much for being here for listening uh this has been such a great year i'm sure we'll probably do some kind of better review in the future but uh yeah looking for more stuff any feedback you want to send our way please do i'm always wondering um what anyone is thinking when when we record these so um yeah just let us know you're great have a good one